Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We continue to follow the uh, breaking story in Washington, D.C. Of course, the confirmation hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee for Supreme Court nominee Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson uh, have been underway throughout the day today. They started about 9 a.m. Utah time uh, and just adjourned uh, just a few short moments ago. Uh, after each member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, all 22 of them, got uh, 10 minutes apiece. Uh, and amazingly, a few of them actually went a little bit short, uh, which I think is a first in modern history. We should note that for the record book. Uh, and for the most part, it was restrained and civil and appropriate. Uh, there were a few. If you were with us just before the break, we, we did call out uh, Senator Whitehouse from Rhode Island uh, for some very inflammatory, completely unnecessary and irrelevant uh, comments that he made during his 10 minutes uh, as these hearings began. And uh, as always, we are equal opportunity offenders around here and would call out Senator Tom Cotton uh, from Arkansas and Senator Hawley from Iowa for equally going down the purely political path and uh, really distracting from what is a very solemn duty of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, one that has fallen uh, very far over the last decade uh, and needs to be restored. And it seems to me that there were many who were willing to do that. Uh, Senator Cotton uh, immediately went to some uh, Second Amendment issues and uh, called President Biden's nominee uh, for one of those positions to be someone who was nothing more than a gun-hating fanatic, um, which, again, has nothing to do with Judge Jackson. And so why you're bringing that up in the context of that hearing is uh, is just inexcusable and, and reckless in, in my view. Uh, we also played from Senator Mike Lee, who talked about how this does need to be restored to a process that we restore trust in the institution. And trust in the institution begins in trust in the process to choose the people who run those institutions or who sit in important positions in those institutions. And nowhere is that more important than on the judiciary. Uh, in fact, it was interesting that uh, Judge Jackson herself in her opening remarks said that she wanted to make sure that the motto chiseled above the door as you go into the United States Supreme Court, equal justice under law, is not just an ideal. It is reality, and that is her job. And there were a number of senators, uh, Senator Lee and, and others, who said, look, we've, we have to restore that, in, that confidence and that trust in the institutions, all the institutions, including Congress. In fact, uh, uh, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska uh, talked about the process and that it was really a, a judgment on Congress as well as 
the White House, the executive branch, and the judicial branch, that all three of them uh, needed some work and that all three were responsible for the state we're in as a very divided society. So Senator Sass said that the nomination process is a serious job and it isn't supposed to be about theatrics, attacks, or the politics of personal destruction. The Supreme Court nomination process has been increasingly punctuated with not just those theatrics, but also with lots of personal attacks. That's not what this process is supposed to be. This process is supposed to be a careful, thorough investigation of a nominee's record to help the Senate make an informed decision on a nominee's fitness for a lifetime appointment. That's why these hearings are supposed to be different, not because people act like jack wagons, but because the people before us, nominated by the president, are potentially going to serve for a lifetime. That office, as Supreme Court justice, is incredibly important, yet it's also carefully circumscribed precisely because it's a lifetime responsibility. Uh, I, I did love the fact that Senator Sass introduced the term jack wagon into the congressional record uh, in his statement today. And in many cases, he has been absolutely right in terms of uh, jack wagon-esque uh, activities by members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Senator Sass went on to say that uh, those on that committee and those in the United States Senate have a very specific job to do. Nominees do, nonetheless, have a duty to be very clear about their judicial philosophy, their legal views, and their interpretive principles. The American people should not be asked to consent to any nominee who operates on principles that are obscure, confused, or concealed. That means that each of us has a job to do in these hearings. It is our job on the Senate Judiciary Committee to ask questions that help give the American people a clear view of the nominee. It's Judge Jackson's job to make her philosophy clear and well understood. And at the end of a constructive hearing, a nominee will have given us a good sense of how she thinks about the constitutional structure, what it does and doesn't do, and the key pillars that support it. Most fundamentally, the separation of powers and our carefully calibrated system of checks and balances. I thought that was very instructive from uh, Senator Ben Sass in terms of what everyone's job was to be done. It's always about the job to be done. And he very clearly said that for members of the Senate, the job is to ask questions that will help them and the American people understand the judicial philosophy of Judge Jackson, to understand how she gets to her opinions. Uh, and this was another one. We're going to come back to this a little later today uh, that that Judge Jackson said that uh, sometimes I think she gets uh, teased a little bit that her opinions in cases are very long. Uh, as she said, very, very long. But she said there was a reason for that. She said she also believes in transparency. And she said she wanted to, she wants to make sure that every litigant, regardless of the outcome of a case, walks away knowing that they were heard and understood and that is the role of a justice we're going to continue to break this down as we uh, look forward to what will happen over the next several days on this historic nomination of supreme court uh, nominee judge katanji brown jackson stay with us much more to come in hour number two of inside sources here on ksl news radio Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.